0: Hey guys it's Melissa with an canine and hopefully I'm gonna actually record podcasts weekly or monthly. I don't know We'll see how this goes but I wanted to touch on basically um, a few things um, in this little 30 minute segment if we make it that long. Um, I wanted to kind of touch on, You know, how I got where I am and running a business through a pandemic. So, this year, like the last year has been super intense, uh, you know, full of ups and downs, I think, for everyone. And it was crazy for me to be running a business through a pandemic because... Well, I've never done it before, and I don't know, it was, it was very surreal to say the least because when the pandemic started, I was actually in Vancouver. Um, I was there for the weekend, and I got there, I think I got back in like March, like middle of March is when I got back, and the airports were empty, completely dead. And I think in the next few days we went into lockdown and I, and panic like really ensued in me. Um, it was a really hard time for me. I, I live alone and it wasn't hard in that sense. It was just a lot for me personally. I was trying to think how to keep myself employed and, and had a roof over my head basically. But it was interesting because... I don't know. It was an interesting challenge. That's for sure. I mean, when it started and we were locked down and we couldn't like, I don't think we were like meant we were supposed to leave the house unless we had to go, you know, for groceries basically. So when it was like that sort of lockdown, yeah, it was definitely very hard on my mental health as for everybody. I'm sure I went through like the worst depression and I literally felt so hopeless and just like, was not ready for what the future held. And you know, that went on for a few weeks until I just kind of snapped myself out of it and just kept moving forward. And And the reason I'm bringing this up is because when you can push past roadblocks like that and you believe in yourself and you keep pushing forward and you will make it work, you will make anything work to make your dream come true, That's pretty much what I'm talking about right now. Because for me, doing that all and looking back now, uh, I'm like, I'm super impressed that I even like made it the way that I made it. And and you know, I really took off the stress of myself of going, okay, you know what? We're we're doing 2020 and I basically just want to have my bills paid at this point. I'm not even, I don't even give a shit about my debt. I don't care. I don't care about anything. Um, I just want to make sure that my rent's paid. Um, all my bills are paid and I can get food. And that is literally all I care about at this point. It was just like pure survival mode. So when I decided to open back up in June, um, that was one of the most stressful things that I've ever done in my life because, I had to decide for myself, for the business, what was the right thing to do? What was the right step forward? And that was like, okay, I think June 1st is like a good place to start. So I decided that and things blew up and they continued to. And it's super crazy. I I can't even believe, I think I had my best year yet. And you know, this year continues to be awesome. And it's just, you know, surreal for lack of a better word, but I just wanted to bring this up to, you know, bring hope to people and maybe just kind of, you know, just sympathize. And like, I totally understand what a, what a challenge it was to get through. So weaning away from that um, a little bit, I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, how did I get where I got to? And it's funny because... I get this question a lot, Um, you know, Melissa, why did you start training dogs? How did you get into that? And I don't really have an easy answer for you. (laughs) Um, Like, I think I started off like any dog trainer in the sense of like, okay, um, I got a dog that I didn't research. I got my dog from a backyard breeder. I didn't know anything. Um, The breeder was actually like wanting me to take a sibling which is funny because, um, like knowing what I know now, like a terrible idea, but I almost did, but I only settled on one. I was actually supposed to get a Pyrenees mix, believe it or not. And, but at the time I lived in a town home and, uh, you know, I didn't like know much about breeds or anything, but I'm super glad that I didn't go the Pyrenees route because Christ, um, lovely dogs. But for me at that time, I think I would have definitely failed, but, um, Then she had another litter of puppies and they were, uh, goldens. And I was like, oh my God, that's like, that was my first choice. That's exactly what I wanted. And then I put a deposit on Kevin and yeah, I I got him. And it was funny because before I got him, I was in Italy at the time and I was back and forth with my ex. And I was like, you know, should we even get this dog? I don't know how I feel about it. Like, is this even a good idea? I was really struggling because I knew it was going to be a lot of work. And I only had dogs on an acreages when I was younger. So we always had land. We were always kind of, uh, you know, we had a big yard. So before we did have an acreage, we had 10 acres. So we had two dogs and, you know, they weren't really allowed in the house. And uh, after the fact, we had a Cocker Spaniel and he was allowed in the house. Um, But you know, was like, we had like bigger homes. So like, it it never really felt like it was an ordeal. So when I finally decided to grab Kevin, um, I I didn't know anything about dogs. Like I never, I didn't know anything about owning a dog. Like that was always gonna be in the house. So I made every mistake that everybody makes. I wasn't crating him. I didn't know when to crate him. He was always loose. He was peeing in the house a lot. But he potty trained pretty quickly. But like he was terrible on leash. He was pulling to everybody. He was a nightmare. He was constantly lunging at people. He wouldn't come back when he was called when he was off leash. And I just thought, oh, you know, he he needs to get burnt out. So we have to take him off leash. That was equally as frustrating. Um, It definitely took a toll. I was working like eight hour shifts at the time. And it was just like a very hard thing for me to deal with. And, you know, everyone was like, Oh, he's a puppy. It's going to be fine. And like, I just like, wasn't settling for that because I just, I don't know. I personally like order and organization and just having a tight schedule. So that was like really hard for me to handle of like having this like tornado basically come into the house and just like, just be crazy. Um, and I live a pretty quiet life. I did. So, it was just like hard for me to adjust to something needing me all the time and I like I can remember distinctly remember when I would let him out to pee and I was like crying to myself because I'm like I've made such a big mistake. I hate this. I hate owning a dog. Like this is the stupidest thing I've ever done. And once again, I'm telling you guys this because like when I say in my lessons like no, I get it. Like trust me. I do get it. Like it's it's the most frustrating things and I think when you go online and there's so much information out there, it's really hard to figure out what's the right thing to do. So I went through a period of, we almost gave him back to the breeder because I just couldn't do it. Like, I just felt like he was so energetic and we couldn't keep up and it just felt like never enough. And it just didn't feel like an enjoyable addition to the home. So I was really struggling with that for a week. I was just like, oh my God, like, I don't know what to do. I just felt like maybe, you know, some people aren't meant to own dogs and this isn't for me. So it was a lot of emotional struggle at that point, but then I decided to not give him back. And I think about a month or two later, I quit my job because it really sucked and I was over it. So um, I ended up having time to put my time into him. So it was a lot of awfully stuff at the beginning. And I was just like taking him out, just like going through the motions Um, And I remember um, showing my ex, like, hey, like, he can, like, stay. (laughs) And I worked on this, like, only a few times. And um, I remember Kevin, like, burst through me, like, went past me, ran onto the road, was, like, doing circles on the road, was not wanting to come back. And I was like, oh, my God, this dog is going to get fucking hit. Like, what is going to happen? Ended up getting him back. But, I mean, as you can imagine, it was a lot of those kind of things for – a while before I got a hold on it. And, you know, I did a lot of research and then I basically opted into looking into, you know, e-collars and prong collars. But I mean, at the time, like I, you know, if I could go back, I definitely would because I didn't know what I was doing. And no, I never hurt my dog, but like, I definitely didn't understand the usage and like, you know, there's definitely layers to the issues. Like, you know, I bought a cheap one and like things like that Um, I would definitely research more and I wish that I got a trainer at the time to kind of help me introduce me to that kind of stuff, but, uh, just the way she goes. So I was doing a lot of self-taught stuff and was working my way through that. And then I ended up starting to, uh, dog walk. So, I basically was like, okay, I like I have somewhat of a hold of my dog now. And um, now I want to help other people. So then I started dog walking. So my thing with that was I felt like people wanted to have their dog taken out, but like didn't want to pay for training. And I'm not like, um, blaming people for the people for this whatsoever, because like, I feel like everyone was in the same boat as me where they like, weren't prepared for like what like owning a dog is. And like, that's totally fair because you know, back in the day, the mom was always home and like the the dog was always around and like, it wasn't as stressful as it is now. So, um, I did a lot of dog walking, but I just felt like I, like I, I didn't like love it. So, I mean, like I did it and I, and I learned so much from it and I'm so grateful for everybody that, um, gave me a chance and used me consistently. Like, honestly, like I'm so thankful, but it just like, wasn't me. Like, I mean, it's like, you know, when you do things and you're just like, Hey, this is like, we're on the way to what I want to do, but like, this isn't it yet. So then I started training and that was also hard for me because I like, I didn't have my programs laid out and I like, didn't really know how to, you know, sell myself and all that kind of stuff. And So then it was like a lot of struggle. It was a lot of trial and error, I can say that. It was a lot and a lot of struggle. And then I decided if I'm actually really serious about this, um, I want to go to school for it. So um, one of my friends at the time recommended Michael Ellis, so I saved up like every cent that I had um, and I paid cash for it. And I drove down there to California and I did the two week um, basic obedience, uh, sorry, obedience intensive. And it was an amazing course, an amazing experience. And I basically went there with an open mind and restarted my brain. And I was like, okay, this is like, we're building up. We're only going up from here. So that was an amazing experience. And it definitely brought me to where I am today. And that really catapulted me in the sense of giving me confidence like to, to do what I wanted to do, to charge what I wanted to charge. So Cause I was already dealing with people before that. So I like, I already had my foot in the door with like figuring out what I wanted to do. So after Ellis, I went to, um, primal canine for a week and also another amazing trainer. Um, Mike Jones and Aaron, like they're super, super cool people. Um, so hospital, honestly hospitable. Um, like such an amazing intimate team. And, Going there again, like gave me a lot of confidence and you know, knowing like I do know what I'm doing. So when I came back, I was working a lot, I was doing a lot of board and trains, and it just felt like it was very monotonous in the sense of like, okay, I'm working so much and I don't have a life. So, um, you know, I I was doing a lot of things and I just kind of kind of hit a burnout period where I went, like, okay, like I don't think I want to train dogs anymore. Like, this is just like not making me happy. I just felt like it was just constant struggling in my personal life, in my emotional life. And I just like, couldn't get a handle on anything. It felt like, it just felt like I was, I was always working like, you know, like 12, 14 hour shifts every day. And yeah, it was, it was killing me, um, say the least. Uh, I was smoking a lot. I was drinking a lot of Red Bull. Just felt like I was on, um, just overdrive, honestly, like autopilot where I just like, wasn't really being like a human being. So I decided to basically um, get an apartment, stop doing board and trains for a bit just to kind of get a handle on myself and and like just put more time into me because I do think that, you know, when when you're an entrepreneur, you do have to make time for yourself. And, And I'm telling you this because a lot of people will keep burning out and then hate their job so much and then they quit and then they're like, I will never touch that again. And like I was hitting that point, but I knew that I loved my clients. I knew that I loved talking to them and watching them grow and succeed and being there for them along that journey. Like I loved it. Um, like I, I truly love it. So it was super hard for me to like go through that because I just felt like I was having like a midlife crisis at like 23, um, or 24. Um, but as I kept going and I took more time for myself and I was just doing lessons. um, I I started to feel better. I I started to, you know, get into things that I've always wanted to try and just took time for myself and got back into running and put more time into my dog because he was getting neglected because I was training so much. So then like time for him was always like short, you know? Um, But yeah, it was just like finding a sense of self again, which was a journey to say the least, but, super enjoyable, actually, I was able to balance my work and and my life. And it was great. So when the pandemic hit, it just felt like I was finally getting a hold of everything. And then it was like, Oh, my God. But at the same time, it I don't know, I honestly like even when I'm working, you know, 10 hour days with lessons. um, I love my job. I love what I do. So I'm, I'm really grateful that I can say that. But um, after the pandemic, I kind of hit a point where I was like, okay, I'm cool to do board and trains again. Like, um, sometimes I'm, I'm gonna, like, I want to do it. If if I want to do it, I'm going to do it sort of thing. And things just kind of changed from there. Like, I guess my perspective on everything did because I was just in a a better place, I, I suppose. And yeah, but i mean getting to this level pushing through being an entrepreneur and owning your own business and basically going through everything on your own with trial and error trying to grow your team all these things like it's it's so hard and people never tell you how hard it is i i remember when i first started and i was just like dog walking and stuff and things were like not super consistent but like as it is like when you're growing a business And I just felt like really stuck and, um, alone in it, even though like, I know I I wasn't obviously, but like, it just felt like that sometimes, but I think as much as I despise Instagram, (laughs) um, I found so many awesome trainers on there that, you know, I, I could talk to and then we could relate in a sense where it just like having that sense of community was like super nice. And makes you feel like, okay, you know, like we all have bad days and, you know, sometimes it sucks, but it, it's going to be okay at the end of the day. Like it's, it's going to be okay. So yeah, it's, it's been such a learning curve to say the least, but amazing nonetheless. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how I got to where I am today. And, um, I, I continue to learn and grow and um, always want to find a better way to do things. But yeah. Um, it's like, it's, it's really interesting because this is something I never would have saw myself doing. If you like asked me in high school, like Melissa, like what did you want to do? And like, you know, I, I wanted to be in film and thank God that never happened. But it's really interesting to watch, like, where life takes you because you truly, like, just never know, like, uh, but I think being able to find my niche and, like, stick to it and, like, don't get me wrong, it has been, like, such a learning curve with my own dog, so you know, when people ask me, like, how did you, how did you get where you are and, you know, it it's not just training dogs and being around dogs all day and rolling in puppies, it's not, it's like, possibility of getting bit. It's having to be there for your clients no matter what. It's it's working them through um, the problems they're having with their dog and things don't always go as planned. And it, it's so many things from so many different realms that you kind of have to be like a jack of all trades in a sense because, you know, when people say, oh, like I want to be a dog trainer, I want to be around people like this is like not the job for you because I'm around people all the time and like, and I really enjoy it. And I really enjoy talking to people and, um, you know, getting them to learn how to have a great, uh, companion and do it in a proper way and be able to tell them that that information in a way that makes sense and is fair to them. So that they're receptive to it and they do the work because they want that, you know? And, and I like to bring my dog around a lot just so they can see like, okay, if you put the work in, like, this is where you get to, like, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's going to take time. Like dog ownership I find is so hard in this day and age because we're working so much. We're so tuned out of our lives that our dog is like an accessory in the background. And, you know, we we give them all these toys and and love, but we're missing the key component for owning a dog, which is being fair and understanding and having boundaries with them. I find when you have a problem with your boundaries in general, that when you get a dog, it really shows you how much you lack those boundaries. And I mean, like even myself as well, when I first got my dog, like I-, I didn't know it was right. So being able to like tell a dog no and, you know, create them and, and like go through the motions is really hard for some people. And it was also hard for me. So I can, I can really sympathize with that. But, you know, when I always say like, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, like we're going to get through this. And if you can just stick to a plan for like this long, things will get easier. They always do. If they don't, um, you know, it's lack of consistency. It's a lack of reps. It's, and when, when it becomes very clear, it's kind of like always an aha moment for people. And it's really interesting to see that because, I mean, like I went through it myself and it, it's such a beautiful thing to watch it click for people and watch them put in all that work with their dog because they want a great dog. They want a dog they can enjoy, even if that means they have to be uncomfortable for a while. If they have to try something new, if they have to take advice that they never would have tried in the first place. And I think that is just so amazing. I can't put into words the bond I have with my clients. Like being with them long term and watching them grow and succeed is like the most amazing thing in the world to me. And I I truly love that. So I think when you get a dog, you know, it's not about you. It's not about what image you have for this dog. It's picking the temperament and breed that you think will work best in your life. And you have to kind of like adhere to, okay, if I'm getting like this kind of dog and like, this is the kind of things I have to watch out for, like start doing with my dog so that my dog is like completely fulfilled. Even if I don't think that I want to do that, but I'm going to do it because my dog needs it. And you get this kind of unconditional love that way with your dog because you're respecting the breed. You're respecting your dog as a being and you're trying to make it work as best as you can. And it's, it's, yeah, it's very interesting to watch, but I wanted to keep this pod a little short. I just wanted to kind of do like an intro, if you will. Um, and next week, don't hold me to that, but if I have time, Next week, I, I want to talk about, uh, go into depth more about, um, like, common issues I see and how to overcome them. But thank you guys for listening to the Nurtured Canine pod, and I'll see you next time.